he just couldn't stay away from it. The adrenaline of game day. The opportunity to lead and coach student athletes. I think it was Colvin Powell that said, life is a roller coaster. You get on it, you go back for, you go for a hell of a ride, and it comes back to right where it started. Well, Butler fans, I just punched my ticket for another hell of a ride. Basketball runs through Thad Mata's veins, and now he's back home on the bench at his alma mater. Butler rolls out the blue carpet with Thad Mata's return to the basketball cathedral known as Hinkle Fieldhouse. What brought him back to coaching, overcoming health issues, and life growing up in, where else, a tiny town called Hoopston? Thad Mata, my guest this week on the Business and Beyond podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. I'm Gary Dick. Thad Mata grew up just 10 miles west of the Indiana border in Hoopston, Illinois. His dad, Jim, was a revered high school hoops coach. So naturally, Thad grew up with a basketball in his hands, around athletes, in gyms and locker rooms. He was a standout for the Hoopston East Central High School Corn Jerkers, and went on to a solid career at Butler. Once Mata realized an NBA career wasn't in the cards, he got into coaching. Butler, Xavier, and Ohio State, all part of his head coaching journey. Health issues forced Mata to leave the game in 2017, but now he is back, home, on the bench at his beloved Butler University. And it gives me a great deal of pleasure to welcome Butler University men's head basketball coach, Bad Mata to the uh, to the podcast and coach. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Okay, does it feel like you're back home now? Uh, I, I mean, in a, in, in a sense, you have such a obviously rich heritage and tradition with Butler as a as a player, a student athlete, as a coach previously, and now you're back. Does it feel like you're back home? It, it does. Obviously, I mean, it, it's it's like a wonderful feeling to wake up every day and, and know that you're going to Butler to Hinkle Fieldhouse to go to work. You know, I've said this from the day of taking the job. I've I've yet to have the uh, euphoric moment of of like, wow, I'm you know back at Butler because everything's been going so fast. And and yeah. uh, you know now, you know one of the biggest changes is just how much time you spend with your guys in the off season and through mm. the summers. And we had the foreign trip, so you know we were actually practicing this summer. But no, it, it, it you know overall, generally speaking, I mean, just to to uh, be back here and and be a part of this is is something special to me. It really is. Yeah, coach. What makes, in your view, Butler a special place? I mean, you kind of wear seem to wear that on your sleeve. That you're 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 very passionate about Butler, uh, the university, the basketball program. What what from your perspective, why is it such a special place? Well, I, I think there's there's several reasons in in. In my mind, I mean, first and foremost, I think, you know, what what Butler University did for a young Thad Mata coming out of high school and, and uh, you know, I, I, I think this place did a tremendous job of shaping and molding me and helping me become a man. 
And, and, you know, a lot of things have changed from that time. But I think one of the things that I really, really love about Butler is, uh, you know, I, I feel unequivocally that if, if a young man, his family choose to come to Butler University, when he leaves here, he's, he's going to be better. He, obviously, he's going to be educated. You know, hopefully he's going to be a better basketball player, but he's, he's going to be a man. You know, I've, I've said this, Butler's, it's not a factory. This, mm-hmm. this place doesn't just run run people through it. Uh, there's such a, a human element to, to how this university's run from the top down. You know, I think that's what what makes it probably most special to me. Coach, what brought you back to coaching? Um, you stepped away uh, head coaching duties at uh, Ohio State uh, in 2017. Came back in, in a sense as an associate athletic director at IU. But I think some people were surprised to see you get back in the, uh, you know, back in the coaching game. Yeah. You know, Gary, it's funny. I I don't know. I've, uh, you know, had talked to a lot of different schools about um, their head coaching position in the time that I was out and and nothing ever seemed to feel right. You know, it's funny because this, this was a tough one for me um, just from the standpoint of, you know, I I love Laval and, and was, was his biggest fan and and was hoping like crazy things were going to work out there. And, you know, I, I just uh, when when the situation when when Barry called me and and said, "Hey, I need you to come back," you know, it was just one of those. You know, people think that I'm not a guy that's premeditated that thinks things through. And I talked to my wife Barbara momentarily, and I said, "Hey, what the heck? Let's do this." And and uh, you know, from that standpoint, it's been back. You know, in terms of the the coaching aspect, I, I think spending last year in Bloomington, being back around it, being back around a team, being back around a staff. Um, I did enjoy that, but you know, like I said, it was it was going to take the right situation for me to come out of retirement, and and uh, this was it. What you did at IU is not like being a head coach. I mean, you're not in the mix, and you seem to be the kind of guy that 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 kind of thrives on that activity, action kind of thing. Is that an accurate assessment? You know, it, it is, but I, I will tell you this now. I, I, I enjoyed living on the beach for four years. And, and uh, you know, I, I said, the two things you worry about the most in retirement is you check the weather every morning, see if it's going to be nice outside. And, and the second <laughs> is you figure out where you can go to dinner that night. Um, and and I, I like that. I, I really did. But with that said, you know, being back in and, and um you know, you, you wake up and you got a game plan every day and and you know you've got a heck of a job to do. And I, you know, I think one of the, the things I probably forgot the most, and it's it's come to fruition now that I've been back mm-hmm. in it, is just how many people you're responsible for when when you're a head coach. Uh, you know, from your players to their staffs to their families to university, you know, just just getting back in in those getting those thoughts in my mind of of hey, we gotta you know, you got to dot your eyes and cross your T's every second of every day is is something that I, I do enjoy that challenge. Yeah, and Coach, since you uh, were, were on the bench the last time, a lot has changed. Uh, most recently, name, image, likeness, the transfer portal. What's your reaction to those things? Because it's dramatically changed the landscape in collegiate sports in, I think, multiple ways. You know, it's one of those things that you, you've got to have a great attitude about it. And, you know, a lot of uh, coaches I talked to said that, why would you come back into coaching? <laughs> it's, it's the the worst it's ever been. And, and you know, I'm kind of choosing to just say, hey, whatever uh, it is, what it is, and, and we're going to deal with it. And, and but, you know, from when I was here in 2000, even, you know, finishing at Ohio State in 17, it's it's a completely different ballgame. There's there's yeah. no question about that, and and you know I think you you've got to be innovative, you've got to be uh, creative in in terms of what you're doing and how you're doing it now, and and you know ultimately it comes down to 
you know, finding the right fit with, with young men and guys that you've built relationships with and, and guys that want to be better basketball players. Any strong feelings, Coach, one way or the other on, on NIL and what ultimately, what path that's, that's going to take and see all these stories nationally, like on the football side, the schools like Texas A&M and, you know, talk about these massive funds that they're putting together to, to attract athletes. Where, where does it go from here? Well, I, without a doubt, it's, it's like anything in life. The rich are going to get richer and the poor yeah. will get poorer. That is a fact. You know, I, I, I don't know um, exactly how it, it will all shake out in the end. I think just, you know, from the standpoint of, of I like the fact that, that young men are getting paid for their services and, and, and that sort of thing. I just hope that there's a educational component for it because, you know, our job as college basketball coaches, as college educators, is to educate our guys and, and and help them be successful for the rest of their lives. And, you know, with what we're going to do here at Butler, hopefully we can we can use that to our advantage. Interesting. I'll be interested in your perspective, too. Again, so many things changing in the college landscape. The Big Ten's new media deal, you know, $7 billion, uh, you know, Fox, CBS uh, uh, or NBC uh, as well, and basketball is affected by that. How, how does it does it any it change the landscape on the basketball? I mean, it will uh, on the basketball side as well. What, what do you think uh, is going to happen there? You know, uh, I don't have, but man, I wish I did have a crystal ball to see what. Yeah. what I, I really do. I, I don't know. You know, I remember back. Gosh, I, I don't even know the year, and and uh, the commissioner of the Big Ten was explaining in our basketball meetings that he was going to start this Big Ten network, and and everybody yeah. was excited about it. But I remember saying, Jim, you know, if you could just do us one favor, you know, keep in mind a, a Wednesday night game to put it on television in Minneapolis uh, at eight o'clock their time, nine o'clock our time. You know, we're not getting back till four o'clock in the morning. Uh, if if you guys could keep that into consideration, and you know, I think now as you look at some of these conference alignments, <laughs> academics. <laughs> what does that matter? What's that? Yeah, yeah, and uh, but to say it's it's uh, you know it, it's it's obviously money driven, and and yeah. you know you talk about the Big Ten. I mean, I don't know where you grew up, but I was a Midwest guy, and the yeah. Big Ten play on Tuesday or on Thursdays and Saturdays. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you were really good, you played the sun or one o'clock Sunday CBS game or whatever. Yeah. You know, now uh, every game it seems like in college basketball is on television, and, and which is is awesome. I mean, it's great, and and uh, you know, it, it just shows you the the entertainment component to what what's tied into college athletics now. Coach, how, how's your health? How, how are you feeling? I know when you, you stepped away from Ohio State, had a real serious back uh, situation, had surgery and some complications. How, how's your health? You know, I feel good. You know, I, I, I think that uh, I'm trying to be as, as much more mindful as I used to be in terms of, of myself and, and my well-being in terms of, of just, you know, eating right and, and staying in shape and doing all those things. Uh, because I, I do know what lies ahead. I mean, the, the season is, is a, it's a long journey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the stronger I am, the, the better the team will be. How difficult was it for you physically and maybe mentally as well? Those last couple of years at Ohio State's dealing with the the back and the health health issues. You yeah, had. How, how tough it was, was it? It was it was a challenge, and and um, you know it's 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 funny because uh, I don't think people ever really understand you know, and it's not something you talk publicly about. But uh, I wasn't in a 
in a great place uh, at, at that time. And, and, you know, there's, there's no question I needed some time to, to step away and, and just sort of regroup and, and, you know, it's been five years and figured out what I wanted to do and, and, you know, ready to attack this. I would have never taken this job if, if I didn't think I was capable of doing it. I've read where you want to bring Butler basketball back to relevance. As you look at that, um, that opportunity, that challenge, in the Big East Conference, which is, uh, is a, a meat grinder of a, a, a basketball conference, what things do you feel you need to do to get the program where you, you'd like it to be? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, we, we've got to continue to recruit the best players that we possibly can. And, and um, but I also think, uh, you know, and it's another thing I love about Butler, we got to recruit the right type of kids and and guys that I can relate to, that, that I can coach guys that want to get better. I think, you know, as, as we begin to, to build this culture and, and, you know, do the things that we uh, want to do in this program, we know it starts at the bottom. And, and um, you know, I think from that perspective, that's probably, you know, it's just, it's, and you know, this being in the business world, it's, it's just the everyday building that your culture in terms of what you want to do now, uh, when, when you, as you build that culture and you've got great players in there and, and I really like our team, that's when, that's when things really start to click. We have much more ahead with Butler University men's basketball coach, Thad Mata, uh, grew up in Hoopston, Illinois. And uh, we're going to talk about that, uh, the son of a coach, and I'm going to ask him the question everyone wants to know, and that is, what is a corn jerker? Uh, and that's, <laughs> that is when we continue on the Business and Beyond podcast. Stay with us. This is Alex Brown. Get caught up on the state's top business news every business day with Inside Indiana Business Radio On Demand. This twice-daily podcast features our statewide Inside Indiana Business Radio reports with additional bonus content that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. You can listen now on the podcast page at InsideIndianaBusiness.com or subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. My guest this week is Butler men's basketball coach, Thad Mata. And coach, uh, not a surprise at all that you are a basketball coach. You became a basketball coach. You're the son of a coach, right? Uh, a legendary coach, your dad, uh, Jim. T talk about uh, his success and his uh, status in Illinois high school basketball. Well, you know, I think just from the standpoint of it, it's, it's funny. I, I grew up and I just wanted to be my dad. You know, I wanted to be a high school basketball coach and, and uh, you know, come home and, and have dinner with my family every night and take my kids to the gym. And, and uh, but, you know, I, I was raised uh, in a gymnasium. Um, mm -hmm. you know, when I was in grade school, I would take the bus over and watch whatever practice. If it was football, basketball, baseball, track or, or whatever. And, you know, I probably I had the luxury at the end of the night to sit in my dad's office and all the coaches would sit in there and talk and, you know, go through practice, that sort of thing. So I, I don't know if I could have had a better upbringing for what I ultimately wanted to do. You know, I, I think growing up in a small town as, as you did, you know, just the, the morals and the values that you were taught. Mm -hmm. Hoopston was a farming community is known as the sweet corn capital of the world. You had American Can, Joan of Arc, Stokely's, FMC were there. And, 
you know, as, as a youngster, uh, you know, riding your bike through town and, and seeing those guys out there on their break, you know, uh, official drink of my hometown was Mountain Dew and they'd be drinking a Mountain Dew. <laughs> but that, that, that taught you work. It, 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 yeah. it taught you commitment. I mean, those guys were committed to their companies. And so, like I said, I just, you know, I, I would not trade one, one second of, of my childhood and, and just the upbringing and, and uh, what it did for me to get to where I am today. Yeah. What you just said, maybe kind of partially answered my next question, which is the, the uh, nickname of uh, Hoopston uh, High School the corn jerkers. That has to be one of the most unique nicknames in all of sports. What is a corn jerker? Well, it, it's funny because <laughs> when, when I think this is like back in the 30s, um, you know, it was a farming community from the tasseling to, uh, you know, I, I picked corn out of corn uh, as a kid. Yeah. Corn out and and um but the kids they would you know go up and down and jerk the the corn off the stocks and uh you know throw them in the in the big truck that i'm sure horses were pulling at that time but that's how it originated and and it is probably one of the most unique nicknames in all of sports not just high school sports well talk about uh, your high school career because you put up some big numbers uh had a great career uh in high school and uh to tell me about that and the the recruiting process, who all was interested in you as a, as a collegiate player to try to get you on campus? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, had a, had a great high school career and, you know, I, I tell these kids nowadays, like, man, enjoy your, your high school team because right. think about it. You, you, you played peewee football with those guys. You played baseball with them. You played basketball and, and uh, just the friendships you grow up, you know, staying at each other's house, that sort of thing. And, and, and those times are so special. I think, you know, through the recruiting, I was not as good as my numbers were. And it's funny. I always tell our coaches recruit guys that aren't like me and uh, in terms (laughs) of a player, but, you know, I started at Southern Illinois for one year and and then transferred to Butler and, um, you know, which was the the greatest decision for me. You know, the the recruiting process back then wasn't like it is now, you know, the, the summer AAU, we didn't have that stuff. It was right where you, you went to camps and, and coaches would come out and and watch your high school team play that sort of thing. Uh, just, a, it was a completely different world back then, but, you know, I think going through that, obviously, you know, just the relationships I built with college coaches. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but I was taking mental notes of what I liked and what I didn't like. Coach, you mentioned the special nature of high school sports, high school basketball, uh, in this case, you mentioned the AAU. I mean, it's just a way of a fact of life, a way of life. Do you think some of that that um, I don't know what I, I'd call it, but that 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 special nature of high school basketball is lost a bit in this age of travel basketball, AAU, and all those types of things. That the the, the importance, if you will, placed on high school is lessened. Is that? I I, I probably I, yes, it it has been. You know, there's there's no more that that pride of of what you're representing you know and, and i go back to right. and we we had i mean the whole town the whole community you know the the gym set maybe two thousand and they probably crammed three thousand people in there and yeah. that was that was the event that was the the togetherness of the city yeah. or town not city but it was it was thriving it was you know uh from you know the the downtown people painting their windows and and yeah you just felt that pride and, and you just don't, you don't see that as much anymore, you know, even, even the, the, uh, which is probably almost impossible now, but like multi-sport athletes, 
and, you know, guys that, that played in multiple sports and, you know, it's just, it is a different deal, but, you know, back then in, in recruiting, you recruited the kid and his parents. Now mm-hmm. there's so many other people that you're involved, which I'm, I'm not opposed to at all, but um, it is, it is a different ball game now in terms of how that works. Yeah. You mentioned you started at Southern Illinois, transferred to Butler. What do you remember? I think I, in doing some research, I, I read something about this. What do you remember about your first trip, recruiting trip to Butler and walking into Hinkle? Yeah, I, you know, my dad and I, it was a Saturday morning and and we had driven over and I just remember walking into Hinkle Fieldhouse and, and looking and the sun was coming down on the court and yeah. I just I said, hey, I'm coming here. This is where I want to be. And, and uh, you know, back then for me, Gary, I, I just love to play. I, I, I love to practice. I, I just love being in the gymnasium, you know, in, in terms of, of, you know, making the SLA tournament or the NIT or like, I didn't, even, I just wanted to get out there and play. And, and I knew I wasn't going on to the NBA. And, and uh, so I was going to have as much fun as I possibly could uh, in, in my time playing and, and just had a wonderful experience here. What, what do you remember most? Uh, you had a very solid career. Uh, at Butler uh, as a starter, put up some nice, uh, nice numbers. What were your favorite, maybe a favorite memory or two from your time as a student athlete at Butler? Oh, God, there, I tell you what, there's so many, but I, I think, you know, the, the overall thing is, is just the, the friendships that I, I developed, um, you know, not only with the teammates, but, but guys at Butler and, you know, there's probably not a week that goes by. I don't pick up the phone and call, uh, a Butler classmate uh, and, and ask for legal advice or financial advice or, or whatever, because these guys have all gone on. You know, I always tell the story. I tell it to recruits. I graduated with five guys in, in my senior class and tell me which one was the dumb guy. Two guys went on to law school and uh, became prominent lawyers. Two guys went into business. Both guys owned their own business. One actually just sold his for $300 million and one guy went into coaching. So who was the dumb guy <laughs> in the senior class in 1990? But, you know, I, I, it's just I, the, the the memories here, you know, it's funny. Uh, our trainer, Ralph Reef, and I were talking about it yesterday. You know, we we actually practiced yesterday. It was November 29th. And, you know, you used to have that element. October 15th was the first day. And, you know, you'd wake up in the morning like, all right, our first practice. <laughs> or, you know, we, we had a team meeting uh, last week to, to get started for school on Tuesday night. And I told the guys, I said, you know, this used to be like an hour long meeting, but we've been meeting every day since May. So <laughs> there's really not a whole lot to be said now. But no, I just I don't know. I, I think, you know, when, when you talk about the memories in uh, tell kids, I think college is the funnest time of your life. You know, and, yeah. and every guy that I've had that is, has left to go to the NBA early, um, when I'd ask him, what do you miss the most? And they said, you know, coach, I miss college. I miss, mm-hmm. I miss going to class. I miss being around the student body. I miss walking on campus. And, you know, those are those are things that as you look back, you know, I had to go on campus last week and and I'm looking around. I'm just like, wow, it's been, you know, I'd like to think 10 years, but it's been over 30 years since I was doing that here. And, and just all the memories that come through your mind. Yeah, yeah, very good point. Hey, you made me think in terms of that uh, that college experience. Greg Oden, obviously one of the the most heavily recruited uh, Indianapolis kids for years. You recruited him to Ohio State, uh, played there. Now you've got him back on. Yes. He's on your staff now, right? Yes. Talk yeah. about that relationship with with Greg. Well, you know, it's, it's something. 
you know, Greg has, has always had a, a feel to go into coaching and, and um, you know, being able to, to bring him back here and, and get him started in this crazy coaching profession. You know, when, when Greg and Michael Conley decided to come to Ohio State, they, they really took a chance on us. You know, we were, we were new at Ohio State. We were still serving self-imposed uh, sanctions at the time mm. away from the previous staff. You know, they, they kind of took a leap of faith. And, um, you know, I've always been one that, that uh, I never underestimate, you know, what my players did for me. I've never gotten a point or a rebound. But, uh, you know, Gray's got a heck of a story. I mean, you know, one year of college, he did go back to Ohio State, earned his degree. And, and uh, you know, I think that speaks volumes of who he is. I think he's going to be a terrific coach. I really do. You mentioned that crazy coaching world uh, and uh, 17 years with Bad Mata as a, as a head coach, Butler, Ohio State, Xavier, but also in, in 400 plus wins, approaching 500 wins, 74% winning percentage, some amazing numbers. But also, and I always find this interesting, is that path to get uh, to a head coaching job. So assistant jobs, Indiana State, Butler, Western Carolina, Miami of Ohio, the attention now is on the, the, the head coaches and all the great things they're doing. Talk about that path to get there, because it's just, to me, I always marvel at, at coaches, whether it's basketball or football, and what they go through, you know, to get to work up the ladder to get to the uh, to get to that head coaching spot. You know, Gary, in all the interviews I've ever done, nobody's ever really asked me about this. And I think it's one of the most fascinating aspects of coaching that nobody talks about. You know, I, I went, uh, as you said, I started at Indiana State as a GA. And, and you know, fortunately, they, they had GAs. I, I would never be where I was today if I didn't have that opportunity. But, you know, I came back to Butler for three years and was really like in an administrative role, but knew I just wanted to coach. And, you know, it's funny because one of the managers at the time, he and I would sit and watch practice every single day. He'd sit up top with me, a guy named Scott Drill. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, from there, I went to Miami, Ohio for one year. I went to Western Carolina for one year. I went back to Miami, Ohio for one year, came back to Butler for three years. And, and I, and I tell this story, I remember I had just gone back to Miami. I was working for a guy named Charlie Coles and, and Barry Collier called me one night. It was in the summer and said, Hey, just lost my assistant. I want you to come back and be my, my top assistant. I said, all right, let me talk to Barbara and, and I'll call you back tomorrow. So I hang up and I said, look, I don't want to go back to Butler. I said, you know, we're going to be loaded next year. And they actually went to the Sweet 16, had Wally Zerbiak. I mean, oh, yeah. Wow. So when I went in to see my boss at next morning, I said, hey, I got offered a job at Butler. And he said, I said, don't worry, I'm not going to take it. He says, no, no, no. He says, you have to take the job. Huh? I said, what? He goes, Barry Collier is trying to get out of Butler. You're going to be the next head coach of Butler. And wow. I'll be darn three years later, I was, I was the head coach. Of and Bucks. that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think back to those days and, and um, you know, I, I still think maybe the funnest year I ever had of coaching was at Western Carolina. And uh, in fact, they just got a call last night. They're going to induct the team that we coached into the Hall of Fame down there. And, you know, but just the the innocence and, and uh, you know, being an assistant coach and, and you were doing everything under the, the sun. Now you, know, you watch a college basketball game and there's more people in suits than there are. <laughs> yeah. Players, you know, in and uniform. Yeah. What do these people do? But I, I think, you know, just, just that 
you know, you think of all the the stories uh, or all the times that you had as an assistant, you know, hoping and, and praying that you got your chance to be a head coach. And I've always said this. I'm I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I'd be the first to admit it of, of how things happen for me. But, uh, you know, you I, I did pay my dues. There's there's no question yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, Coach, this, and it's, I ask this question a lot, and sometimes I think it's unfair because every successful person has multiple people, mentors and people who've helped them along the way. But as you reflect back on, on maybe a couple of key people who, who have influenced you in your life and your, your, your profession, anybody you can point to and, and talk about their, their impact on your life? Well, I, you know, I, I would obviously start with my father because I think yeah. just the way I was raised, as we talked about earlier, and just, you know, seeing the the lives that he touched, you know, I, I think every guy that that I ever worked for from Tate's Lock to Barry Collier to Herb Sendek to Phil Hopkins, I, I think I, I learned something from all of those guys. I, I think, you know, I would probably give the most credit to to Coach Collier just in terms of, of bringing me back here. And, and I was able to learn how to run a program. You know, I, I think I've been pretty blessed in terms of, of you know, who sort of uh, has, has been a part of my life along the way that has helped me. And, and even, you know, assistants that I've had or that I've worked with, I learned a ton from those guys. I mean, I've, I've had some great experiences there, too. And it looks, it sounds like you want to give it back or pay it back, if you will, uh, in mentoring people like a Greg Oden and his journey to be uh, yeah. a, a coach. And that's, a, that's I assume that's important to you as well. Well, it is because I, I think nowadays, you know, and, and man, you see, you see these coaches and, and they're, they're insecure. They're, they're trying to get their next contract. They're trying right. to get as much money as they possibly can. And, and, you know, I, I think that's one thing. And, and I saw this from Tom Izzo and Bo Ryan when, in, when I went into the big 10, you know, those guys were about helping the young guys and, and, and helping those guys climb. And, and, and to me, that's what great leadership is. I mean, you're, you're, you know, obviously making your coaches better, but you're preparing them to go on and do life's good work. And that's that's something that is has always been, even when I was a young head coach, it was very, very important to me. Okay, coach, as we wrap up, uh, just give us uh, maybe a quick uh, outlook on what uh, fans can expect from this first uh, Bad Mata team returning to Butler. What kind of uh, what kind of team going to have this year? You know, I think the jury's still out a little bit. Now, we, we did have an advantage in terms of, you know, we were able to take a 10-day trip to to Italy and Greece. Yep. Uh, we got some practice under our belt. You know, I, I like this team. You know, it's just now uh, uh, we, we've got to continue to really, really, uh, you know, the, the trip helped us implement a lot of things. And now we have to start teaching to the the finest details of of how we want to play and what we want to do. And we actually started that yesterday of just really breaking things down. But you know, I, I think that um, we, we've got some some really good pieces to the puzzle. Um, and and though I think if you ask any of my players what what is on on my mind the most is shooting. We, we've got to be able to make shots. But I, but I think defensively with our length with our athleticism, uh, we could be a very very good defensive team as well. So you're going to have a lot of people rooting for you and the, the Bulldogs this season. Coach Mata, really appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us. You're, you're a great interview and, and a really good guy. And I'm glad you, you grew up not too far away from my hometown in Clinton, Indiana. So uh, uh, great to talk to a, a, a local guy who grew up in a small town. Hey, always a pleasure, my man. Thank you. Okay. And thank you for joining us on this edition of the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. It is a weekly conversation with achievers in business, sports, entertainment, and beyond. And you can download all of our episodes and get Indiana Business News 24-7. All you have to do is go to InsideIndianaBusiness.com. 
I'm Gary Dick. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.